initiatives. I would throw in there the, the $15 billion uh, to fight AIDS in Africa. That is a noble cause, but it should be up to Americans to decide if they want to do that or not, not George W. Bush. He, he talked briefly about education and his No Child Left Behind plan, but he didn't really have anything to say about vouchers. Where have all the vouchers gone? Well, it's interesting. You know, as a kind of a, a thought experiment, you can, if, if you took the Department of Education, and please do take it, uh, you could take that budget and provide 17 million kids, say inner city kids, 17 million with $4,000 scholarships to attend private schools. Now, you ask yourself, is America better off with a Department of Education or 17 million inner city kids going to decent schools? The answer, the ask the question is to answer it. So I, I'm, this is one of the neocon threads in his, uh, in his State of the Union address because the neoconservatives are kind of in favor for, of government involvement everywhere. To do, to do their bidding as opposed to, to the... Right. The, the neocons have a very benign view of government. They think that just the wrong people have been running it. So this, the whole faith-based initiative so-called Citizen Services Act, the Freedom Corps, all that sort of stuff is extra-constitutional. It's not the role of the federal government, but the neoconservative intellectual force within the Bush administration thinks that's wonderful stuff for the federal government to be doing. The, the era of big government is back. Well, it is with neocons. It never yeah. left with them. And I, I feel they have an undue influence on the Bush administration, which is uh, regrettable. Now, the on the, on the positive side, the kind of investor class supply side side, which is closer to libertarian uh, perspectives, the idea of pushing the tax cuts forward makes a lot of sense. And certainly his, albeit extremely brief comment about private accounts for Social Security uh, is a, in that uh, context. That's a very positive thing. How about the other elements of his economic plan, the uh, uh, single taxation of dividends and the child credit and marriage penalty? Well, I think uh, I, I'm not a big fan of credits. Uh, I think what you want to do is stop using the tax code for social engineering uh, purposes. I, I think double taxation, it shouldn't be called double taxation of dividends. It's double taxation of shareholder earnings. Mm -hmm. And that's a wrong thing. The, but the best way to correct it, the simplest way and the cleanest and most productive way, would be to simply say that dividends are uh, deductible for corporations. Because right now, when you say that the recipient of dividends doesn't have to pay taxes, well, half of the recipients are already in tax-exempt funds, IRAs, uh, uh, 401Ks, 403Bs. So the impact of saying that dividend is deductible from the corporation would be much greater than what Bush has proposed. And Bush's proposal is full of complications. It depends on how much money the company has earned, how much is deductible. And so it, in general, it's a step in the right direction. But what we really need is fundamental tax reform. This idea that we have 30,000 pages of social engineering in the tax code that treats Americans like so many gerbils. Do this, you get sugar watered. Do that, you get an electric shock. That's not what America's all about. We need a simple, flat tax code. Bush's proposal in this area is, are steps in the right direction, but it's not the kind of fundamental reform we need. The flat tax was a, was a hot issue a few years ago, but you don't hear much about that anymore. Well, I think you're going to. As it turns out, I think there are people in the Bush administration, and I think John Snow is one of them, who uh, favor tax simplification. 
you know, our uh, former director of fiscal policy studies, Steve Moore, wrote Dick Armey's proposal for a flat tax. So we've had a lot of involvement in this. And I think if you had a president who really was forceful about this and said, look, we should have a simple tax system in this country everyone understands. We're going to finance the federal government in a way everyone understands, and we're going to get rid of all this social engineering, that the American public would be behind it 100%. We're taping this on uh, the 30th of January, and the Iraqi situation is in flux. Uh, Secretary Powell is scheduled to bring some proof to the U.N. to back up President Bush's indictment of Saddam. So we really don't know ex- exactly what he's going to do. And with that in mind, what do you make of what the president's doing on Iraq? I think the great threat to the American people today is al-Qaeda. And I think all of our military and intelligence efforts should be directed toward fighting this uh, uh, vicious barbarian enemy that is in our midst. They're here in the United States. They're not just in the Middle East. They're not just in the Far East. They're here. And for us to waste uh, resources and intelligence and our very limited number of Arabic-speaking intelligence officers on a war in a country where we don't have any evidence that I see that they're intending to do damage to the United States, I think it's a terrible mistake. I think, you know, it's not that we want Secretary Powell to go to the U.N. and say, here's the evidence. You're asking the American people to go to war with a sovereign nation that hasn't attacked us. And if you're going to do that, you need to come to us with proof. The American people are the people who deserve the proof, not the U.N. And if they have it, let's see it. Because if, if you can demonstrate to me that Saddam Hussein has been helping al Qaeda, then fine. I'm all for war with with a country that's trying to destroy the United States. But until you prove that, then you shouldn't be doing this. This is this is uh, going to create problems involved with a military protectorate in Iraq. It's a giant recruiting poster for Al Qaeda, for Islamic fundamentalists. You wrote uh, about a year ago that you thought that the that the government, which has the primary purpose of protecting the American people, did a miserable job. You still think that way? Has it improved? Uh, I think they have. I think, you know, it's it's interesting. When when we look back on what the framers did with the Constitution and the whole concept of federalism and that the federal and the national government would be involved with, you know, protecting our civil liberties but basically protecting us from harm from abroad. And then you reflect on the fact that on 9-11, George W. Bush was in a grammar school promoting his no child left behind economic or education program uh, while these planes were flying into the Twin Towers. There's something wrong with that. The the reality is that there is in the Constitution no mention of education. There is no role for the federal government in education. George W. Bush, who has some very fine qualities, has done more than any president in American history to federalize education. The the point being that all these different initiatives, the faith-based initiative, the more federal involvement in education, these all require the time of the President of the United States. We live in a very dangerous time. He should be devoting 99% of his efforts to defense of the United States, not to doing things that the framers and the founders designed for the states and localities to do. Congress charged the INS, for instance, uh, more than a decade ago 
with tracking not just who comes into the country from foreign nations, but when they leave. They have not done it to this day. You know, they, they, they would have been better off, rather than spending millions of dollars attacking Microsoft, buying Microsoft software so they could keep track of people. That brings up an interesting um, conflict of civil liberties and, well, let's be frank, profiling. The fact is we face a danger from a specific group of people. It's not politically correct to say that, but what do you make of that and what should we do about it? All uh, criminal investigations, all national security intelligence is based on profiling. That's the nature of the investigation. You try to narrow down who the possible suspects are. Now, it happens that we have suspects who are of Middle Eastern origin. And to pretend that some little lady from Ireland is an equal threat to some 20-year-old Iraqi is insane. It is political correctness just run amok. Of course we should be profiling. Two points. One is there have been reports on the Mexican border by Border Patrol that they're not just catching Mexicans, they're catching people from the Middle East coming, infiltrating through there. I would be interested in those people, yeah. And it seems like over in Britain there's a lot of turmoil because it seems like there are a lot of sleeper cells in Britain, too. Well, this is a very, very important issue. We have schools here in the United States, Islamic uh, fundamentalist schools, that are teaching kids that it's all right to do damage to non-believers, people who are not uh, Muslims. And this is happening particularly in Britain and in um, Germany and France. It's a problem. We are dealing with a religious fundamentalist movement that is bent on killing.